GPA, riding and swerving. Cush, I'm Those wide, my interior crocodile alligator. I drive a Chevrolet movie theater. Well, hello. Well, what absolute shit were you just listening to? Uh, interior alligator. Did you not hear the chorus? Unfortunately. Oh, that, that, that's a meme song. That's a, that's a big meme from back in the day. Yeah. I'm excited for this. There is a TARDIS Wikipedia page for boobs. Uh, of course you've been on there. Of course you've been on there. No, 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 no. I saw it come up on my timeline, so I thought, okay, I, I shall investigate. Sure, your timeline. <laughs> Andy, can you smell that? Fuck off. Did you actually prepare nose jokes just for this? Yes. <laughs> oh my, you yes, wanker. Yes, right. We're back. Woo, Andrew's buzzing by the sounds of it. I'm your host, Will, and as always, I'm joined by Andrew and two guests today. We are joined today by the EWD podcast. Hey, guys. EWD, get it right. EWD? EWD. It, it's not exterminating what to do. Exterminating who, e Doctor? W, no, E, D, Doctor. Just it, say it, exterminating it, 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 it's, it's the nouns. It's, it's the nouns. Exterminating Doctor Who. There we are. How are you guys? We're, we're very good up until well, you... Well, we are. Now we've got the name right. Yeah. Well... No, we're great. It's, it's, no, it just, seriously, it's very nice to be here. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. Of course, I came onto your podcast a few months ago, which was very fun, and that'll be in the description for our listeners to go over and listen to. And while you are over there, please do subscribe and uh, check out their upcoming series. Can I see that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. not till like, September, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fair enough, then. Oh, but we do, we'd, if you're a fan of Batman... We're going to be doing a Batman podcast for the next few months, yes. so mm-hmm. keep an eye on. We're just going to be helmed by that. me, whereas yeah, Aiden helmed the Doctor Who section. I'm going to be helming the Batman one. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. It's going to be. It's just going to be a little kind of interlude between mm. the two series. Spin-off. That's the one. Yeah. Okay. Before we do move on, let's learn some stuff about you briefly. Could we have your names and let's say your favourite episode of all time, just to get a gist of your tastes. I'm Aiden, and I'm an alcoholic. No, that's the wrong, that's the wrong <laughs> thing. Um, um, and uh, my favourite episode, well, it's a generic choice, but it's got to be Day of the Doctor, hasn't it? Mm, yeah. Know. It is a good choice, though. Yeah, Yeah, but I feel like it's just like... It's a bit basic. It's really default, isn't it? It's like, yeah. It's like... like you would okay. okay, so <laughs> Aiden's the basic bitch. We've got that out of the way. I'm surprised he didn't say a classic episode. That would have really thrown you guys. But, um, <laughs> hi, I'm George. <laughs> Uh, I'm actually an astronaut, and my favourite episode is School Reunion. How? Another good choice. I never know. I never knew that. <laughs> How can you prefer Brannigan's roast beef and mustard over Monster Munch pickled onion? <laughs> I'm just gonna edit some candle laughter over that. Don't give up the day job, Will. <laughs> Are you having a? breakdown or something what's going I on think, I think he is <laughs> I've just excused that little moment whatever that I think, was all about I, I, think, I think the problem is we've spawned so many memes in the second season of the Hit and Miss podcast that Will's now trying to follow up the success because none of the memes were spawned from him yeah. so now he's just now he's just trying to script them for the sake of it and it's not working uh, 
Now, time for some behind the scenes for our listeners here. We took an extended break, and when we recorded our last episode, or technically when you, Andy, recorded the last episode because I wasn't in it, uh, we were in April, I believe. Since a lot. Jesus Christ, it was April! It was April. It was 30th of April. Since then, a lot has happened, of course. In a second, I'm going to go through a few announcements, but before, Andy, how's your musical chairs experience? Are you on about my fucking nose again? Of course! I told you I was going to bring it up. Right, long story short, I had my first COVID jab on Saturday just gone. Great, all good things, you know. Yay, that's amazing, science is wonderful. Uh, in my 15 minutes aftercare moment where I was sort of sat, so me and my partner went together, and as I was sat on the chair, me, uh, my 15 minutes was over, I was waiting for his to be done, uh, I fainted. Yeah. Because I was reading all the side effects, because I thought that would be a smart idea to do while you're in the aftercare set, like, section. So I'm reading the, uh, reading the side effects, feeling increasingly dizzy. Next thing I know, I wake up and uh, I, I fainted, fell off of my chair forward, smashed my face into the floor and broke my nose. Yeah, I've got to go in on Tuesday to have it snapped back uh, into yeah, place. Yeah, you didn't mention. Oh. Ah. Ah. Yeah. Uh, science uh, rocks, how do you think I feel? I'm the one who's got to get it done. I'm terrified. Like that. <laughs> oh, it is screaming. Maybe no, a, bar- a lot of bargaining. Like, do I have to do this, please? God, no, snap. And then there'll be a big scream afterwards. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, announcements. Number one, myself and recurrent host Michael Wilson have launched a new podcast of our own. He'll miss the big screen. Uh, we have uploaded a movie review last Tuesday. By now, by the time this comes out, we have six uploads coming up across respective weeks, and it's a lot of fun. So do be sure to go over there and support us. Link will be in the description. Announcement two: mm, If you've seen our Twitter, you may have noticed the tweet where we launched our own Spotify page. If you would rather listen to us on Spotify than YouTube, you now can. Again, link will be in the description. Third and final announcement: We've had a double up guests on many of our uh, remaining episodes so duties will be split evenly between me Andy and Michael for example the next time me and Andy are together is in episode 13 which sounds a long Jesus long time it'll, it'll fly by anyway I mean I'm, I know I'm not in the next one because it's my birthday when we're recording so yeah. I was like I'm taking the day off let's get on to why you're all here should I say the review but before we do Hooray. subscribe if you don't you'll regret that a terrible line from today's episode. If you hadn't guessed by now, Andy, could you do the honours? Uh, today we're reviewing series eight of Modern Who, episode three, Robot of Sherwood as the wheel dictated. Robert of Sherwood as I've been calling it for the past couple of days. And I say Robin of Sherwood. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I saw that joke on your Instagram story. Um, so yeah, Robot of Sherwood. Uh, where do we want to start? Andy, do you want to take over? I mean, the first thing on the list was TARDIS team, so let's talk about the TARDIS team, especially since... Alright. I mean, at least in my opinion, I don't know if you guys agree, but in my opinion, it's one of the best things about the episode, is is 12 and... Cl- I, don't, I, I understand that is there are the... quite a lot of people out there who hate Clara. Uh, well, it's nice knowing you guys. <laughs> oh, we got another I, Clara hater. Oh, I, don't think Clara, I don't think Clara has ever been listed under best anything, has she? <laughs> uh, she's she's one of my favourites. I, I adore she's Clara. One of my favorites. Yeah. I got sidetracked. But to stay on brand, I'm going to bring us back to the episode we're actually reviewing today, uh, Robot Sherwood, uh, and I'm going to start with a criticism. Um, oh. Actually, yes. 
I feel Are you like sure about this, story, this. You guys can interject whenever you want. This is just going to be a oh, we natural flow of conversation. That's the aim. <laughs> yeah, that that is the aim. Um, but yeah, I don't know what about you guys, but I feel like this story, or at least the pre-title sequence, was written for Matt Smith's Doctor and the Series Seven Clara in mind. Like Jenna performed very kid-like when talking about Robin Hood, especially when you factor in her enthusiasm in the in the interaction. Like in drawing deep breath or into the Dalek, she was not that enthusiastic uh, but yeah it didn't feel right in the context of the series after the very dark into the dalek but that makes this, sense. Act, this actually kind of ties into a point that i had from the intro which is that i feel like this story not that it would be tons better as it is but i feel like it would have at least made more sense to have it when she was with 11 even though she was much worse when she was with 11 um that I think it would have made more sense to have her apparent love of Robin Hood introduced a lot earlier in her character, just because, like, we yeah. get it randomly brought up in this episode for the sake of we're going to see Robin Hood, and then we never get it again. Yeah, why just... would you? Why would you though? That the thing is, is it makes sense more sense in the caretaker kind of, you know, when um, the Doctor sees this dashing young guy who has a bow tie and he thinks, oh. I looked, I looked like that guy once upon a time and it kind of makes sense with the dynamic with him and Danny so I agree with Andy 100% here like um, if she was t uh, reading a book in a class maybe or something s as simple as that like an easter egg I think that could have definitely worked but again I'm not invested in this story enough I, to actually care I disagree with this I just don't really think it's necessary like for, for example let's use this as an example mm. I am from Nottingham so really? that is going to so that is going to affect a lot of my opinions today <laughs> therefore when I first meet people generally one of the first things they say is where are you from Nottingham oh Robin Hood I very rarely mention it again after that, besides, unless I'm talking about something like Robin of Sherwood. It's, I don't know why she would be walking around constantly going, I love Robin Hood. It's like, mm -hmm. I don't really care, love. Like, I'm fair, <laughs> but we'll go around it's... for two seasons going, I love you to the Doctor, so. I am curious, because I was uh, mentioning this to all yesterday. Obviously, don't give exact details, but roughly what area of Nottingham did you grow up in? Because I lived there for university for a few years. Gedling. Oh, fair enough. I was literally... like, yes, I know it. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know it. I live in Google. I, I live right in the city centre, literally. So you know where Nottingham Castle is? Yes. I lived literally right up the road from there. Like the castle was a minute walk from my So uh, the castle south. scenes are there. filmed in Nottingham, yes. I, I'm not no. entirely sure. No, is no, it? They filmed, they no, filmed it, they filmed at Philly Castle, which Philly is Castle, in okay. South Wales. I've been there, but it's oh. not Nottingham Castle. Yeah, it's not Nottingham. Nottingham. Nottingham Castle does not look anything like what you'd think it would look like. It's a giant stately home, basically. I know. Yeah. I know. I performed in there. I did a gig in there. It was fun. Oh, all right. It was. <laughs> <laughs> it was this, uh, the castle in the actual episode was very superimposed. I don't know if uh, either of you. Oh yeah, it, it didn't look. It great. didn't look good at all. It didn't blend. It, it was no. terrible. But as well, it's pointed really... out to me, Doctor Who CGI, you just got to get used to it. Just, just live with it. Yeah, uh, I hate yeah. the CGI, yeah. Uh, anyway, Tom Riley was absolutely magnificent as Robin, and that kind of feeds into one of my uh, big positives in this episode is the comedy. I, I just think the, uh, the comedy is 
hilarious and the doctor 100% flips off Robin Hood uh, which actually sounds more dirty than it sounds but you know the, you know that moment that's I mean like, I wasn't thinking that but sure <laughs> yeah I, I think you just made it dirty for the sake of the joke there Will uh, this is going well uh, but yeah, his interactions <laughs> with, with Capaldi were performed with such excellent chemistry um, in and out of the dungeon, because of course the dungeon scenes get mentioned far more when talking about the comedy. Um, but yeah, like even at the start, when the Doctor is doing the sword fight with a spoon, what do you guys think of that? I, 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 well, I like it. Kind very of. interesting little bit about that, that spoon scene. At the beginning, he's using the spoon to eat ice cream, and then he puts it in his jacket, so it's a nice little continuity there. But mm. that whole I'm gonna take it from the not just that scene but the whole dynamic between Robin and the Doctor is it's the, I'd say for me it's the strongest part of this episode and I'd say without it this episode would be bad personally I think that's I think that's the episode saving grace for me because I think yeah. the way Robin's characterized is very kind of folklore legend bit over the top but I think that works because it's Doctor Who and it's kind of like you can go a bit over the top for stuff and the Doctor's the fact he's so adamant that Robin Hood doesn't exist I don't trust this guy and he's so kind of aggressive it's nice and it's a form of, it's kind of jealousy in a sense and I like the whole dynamic between them and the comedy's very strong hmm. and that first little fight scene it's terrible but i love it you know it's yeah also, i love the thing about the fight scene is it's very clearly not peter capaldi doing oh it. Yeah. yeah when they do the wide shots it's like and that is clearly a man in a wig no i agree with george i very much like robin hood in this i'm obviously i'm very particular about my robin hoods mm. so um i do like this i like the way they kind of make him a caricature but they do kind of have like real character there so it's not he's, he is he is doing the whole ha ha thing all the time mm. and it is very men in tights mm. but then later on he has actually got like he starts you know get tear gets teared up later on he has actually got a genuinely serious it's clear he kind of his character yeah he puts on this he turns up his whole character to be this I'm this hero for the people which mm. he need, he can't be going around crying fighting bad guys because that wouldn't You're really Mario. <laughs> <laughs> really inspire people I'm making but, an uneducated guess here you've seen quite a few media pieces with Robin Hood in yes? Since you're from Nottingham, this isn't your first name, time. Name it, I've probably seen it. <laughs> uh, how does this performance of Robin Hood compare? How Near the top? In, in terms well, of the very best? I, I... Me and George were literally talking about this last night, and I gave him my top six Robin Hoods. Mm -hmm. And uh, <laughs> he's not in the top six, but um, he's all right. You know, he's kind of yeah. he stands up. I'd quite, I'd quite. You know, what I'd really like to see. I'd really like to see a a big finish series with this Robin Hood because I think he'd be quite good for that. But um, mm. yeah, he's he's all right, but he's not. You know, not he's not sean connery you but. see i'm glad he's, he's not top six worthy. educated opinion about that uh yeah not not top six worthy unfortunately uh time running uh again yeah, it's clearly not, sh not um <laughs> no, i'm not gonna say because <laughs> the robin hood i know are the well not so, i know are the defended me with this yesterday <laughs> are the three worst. say it now you've got um kevin costner and then you've got russell crowe <laughs> <laughs> like, i've seen others but those are the ones that are usually on tv so i'm just walking past when i was younger the television and then it'd just be oh there's um kevin costner 
wearing really green top and then you've got uh of those, Alan of those Kevin Costner is the best one. Oh yeah, but <laughs> none of them horrendous. are good. <laughs> where do, just 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 out of curiosity, where does Jonas Armstrong from the like mid noughties TV show come in there? Because that's the one that I remember the most. I think he was number six on my list, wasn't he? Top six. There we go. <laughs> he was top six worthy. What do you think of Tom? What do you think? I, I really like his performance in this episode. I completely agree that his dynamic with uh, 12 is pretty much the best thing about the episode and just the comedy overall. Yeah. Like, the, the spoiler alert for my thoughts later on, I think the plot itself is pretty ridiculous and kind of really mm. just weak. And the episode itself... That's what as, I like it. <laughs> the episode itself, I think, is overall a pretty weak episode if you were to take out all the comedy elements. The comedy elements are what makes it really funny and enjoyable to watch and so, there are I think it's one of the few episodes of Doctor Who where there are genuinely multiple moments where I laugh out loud I think they're like especially yes. mainly dialogue from 12 because Capaldi obviously if you've seen stuff like The Thick of It you know he has mm. like really good comedy acting and good sort of timing for that kind of thing mm. so his quick wit or at least the way that he plays the jokes and comes in so quickly it just sometimes catches you off guard of what in particular is one part. I think it's in, yeah, it's, it's at the end of the scene where um, they're in the prison while Clara's with the sheriff and they're acting like he's ill and the doctor oh, makes a, the, the doctor says the thing saying oh i think he may soil himself any moment mm -hmm. and then at the and then after they they like the guard pisses off or they knock the guard out i can't i think he, i think they knock him out robin says i soiled myself like angrily to the doctor and he's like oh i'm sorry to hear that and if yeah <laughs> did you that's that's getting into character it's yeah, proper ah, i love it i love it yeah it's so yeah. good if, I agree with you with it being in the in the thick of it, um, Malcolm Tucker. It's very you saw a lot of that kind of acting come through Capaldi here. And there's my favourite line in this entire episode is when at the very start when he meets Robin Hood, and Robin laughs, ha ha ha, and the Doctor says, "Do people often punch you in the face when you do that?" <laughs> Not as, and then the Robin says, "Not as yet." Well, good job, I'm here then. And it's proper. Ah, it's like I, I, yeah, such a good little yeah, line. Yeah, that, that, that's a very like I, I don't mean I don't want to keep using it as a comparison, but that is a very Malcolm Tucker thing to say. To be fair, it's it's my like favorite. that scene from. Time heist where he says shut up, shut up, shut up. You know he just wants to say fuck off, fuck off, fuck off. You know it's like there's so many elements of that, like in series eight, Into the Dalek, um, in this episode many times, and you can kind of kind of understand um, considering Robin and the morality or not the morality of just the main the main story, the overarching story. To I think to loop around to Aiden's point um, earlier about the, the story revolving around the Doctor and Robin being these heroes um i think here's another negative i think it sacrifices the sci-fi a strong sci-fi plot just so they can um put in the story of robin not existing and i think to link it to a scene now to provide an example i like the whole robin um, and his merry men scene where um he's being introduced to clara and the doctor and I, I love that scene, but it's goddamn annoying. Clara's line, don't you know, when the Doctor uh, mentions impossible heroes, it's nice, but shouldn't have to be said. Why is the Doctor so stubborn all of a sudden? Yes, he's a negative grump in this series, but why is he so stubborn to him being this some sort of hero? Like, we reviewed A Good Man Goes to War, and he acknowledges, and he kind of falls back on this, and then uh, River literally says to his face, you have risen so high, and then he's just saying, 
oh, I'm not a hero, stuff like that. And so I think one episode ago you were saying, am I a good man? Or stuff like that. And I just think it was our character a bit just to be so stubborn. And I think the plot had to have that. That's the, the that, is, that, that is the is point the of the plot. Yeah, that is the plot. That is the plot. The entire idea is that that's the problem. He's 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 a well, it's not really because it's the idea is that Robin Hood is a myth. And I, if we went round now and said, "Is he real?" I I imagine most of you would say, "No, he's not." But I would be like, "Yes, he is." But um, <laughs> I'd I'd like to think I want him to be, but I I don't know. That's the thing. Yeah. The only the only thing where I'm like, oh, "Yes, he is real," but then people go, "You know, Loxley wasn't a real place, don't you?" And I'm like, oh, "Yes, he was." <laughs> anyway, uh, um, no, I like the idea that the Doctor is... Because it's like the Doctor whenever they have ghosts in an episode. He always goes, no, it can't be ghosts. Ghosts aren't real. It's the exact same thing. Anything that's mythological or mm. supernatural or but anything like that. In that case... Like, he's like, no, it's not real. So Doesn't that literally happen in, in Under, Under the, the Lake and Before the Flood? Yeah. yeah. When he's like, they can't be ghosts. And then a bit later in the episode, he, he's like to Clara, I've, uh, I've worked out what they are. They're ghosts. And it's like, oh, okay. So it's, it's very much... The Doctor just puts down that idea of mythological things. And then Capaldi's entire arc through Series 8 is the contemplation on what it means to be a hero. And that's his entire... That's his entire thing for Series 8. I'm just going to say now, we've reviewed The Unquiet Dead and the Doctor is literally dismissive of anyone who opposes the fact that they may be ghosts. So the what you're trying to scare across, yes, is correct for Capaldi's Doctor, well, but the ninth Doctor... Years, that's, that's nine years before this. Just yeah, God damn, God damn it, Gaius. <laughs> we've um, had three Doctors since then. There's yeah. different arcs. Yeah. And you've got to uh, remember that the Doctors... Me and Aiden have had this discussion before when mm. each Doctor... Their personality is different, so they're going to be. They do have slightly differing ideas on things, and when they've seen stuff, it might be just you just got to let it slide. It can be, as, unless it's the Doctor shooting someone in the face. I let most of it slide. Mm. Yeah, fair. I will, I will say, just if, on, went, just if, if he went, if he went, Robin Hood's not real. Shot him. Mm. That'd be like, See, huh? But <laughs> look at this fake blood. Like, <laughs> It doesn't, he kind of does do that in the episode, just not to that extreme an extent when he's getting samples from all the merry men. But I was just going to say, before we move on from the dynamic of uh, Robin and Twelve, I find it really interesting that in Deep Breath, Moffat puts in the script that Twelve specifically says to Clara, I'm not your boyfriend, trying to crush this idea that there's any romantic feeling between them. But then two episodes later, the entire dynamic between Twelve and Robin is essentially a cockfight between who gets to win Clara. I don't think it's that. I think it's just the Doctor being... He's just... He's... He sees Robin Hood as this someone who shouldn't exist, and he's maybe jealous of the fact that he's this hero, and he's like... The, idea, the Doctor's like, okay, Robin Hood doesn't exist, this isn't a thing. Oh, no, he exists. No, he doesn't. He can't exist. And he's just... He's, he's wrong. He is fundamentally wrong in that instance, and he hates that. That's what I think it is. I do not think it's a cockfight over mm. Clara. Isn't there even... I can't think what episode it is, though, but isn't there even a scene where Capaldi does, says something that is wrong, that he goes, okay, everybody just forget that happened. Yeah, it's Deep Breath. Uh... Deep Breath is a scene where he says something, and then and then he goes, no? Okay, everybody just forget that happened. So it's like a Doctor who yeah. doesn't want to be wrong. So then when he's gone, Robin Hood doesn't exist... Oh, there's Robin Hood. It's mm. like... 
no, that can't be right. You've challenged my entire understanding. Mm. Like, you've proven my... You've pro it's not even challenging yeah. it. You've just proven I'm wrong. And it's like, no, no, I've got to find a way to make myself right again. The point reminds me of a scene from this episode where um, Marion kisses the doctor on the cheek near the end and he just puts his hand up to his face. And then that reminds me of um, his dynamic with Eleven. It's like, uh, okay, he's in this new body and that's probably the first time he's been kissed. And it's like, okay, I understand Andy's point to an extent uh, that the doctor isn't what it used to be in terms of you know kissability if that's even a word uh it is now and um yeah i think that's such that, a that... really powerful scene from capaldi <laughs> it is now yes i was gonna say is that kiss when they make mobility scooters but i thought that was a really shit joke <laughs> <laughs> kiss. Uh, yeah kiss yeah I, I was gonna discuss why i thought it, i because i agree with you guys that there is definitely an a large element of it being a case of the doctor being like no i can't be wrong this is flacco this is bullshit you're not real um but i don't know maybe it's just because i'm really invested in their their dynamic as a doctor and a companion but like i definitely at least feel there's a subtext there to do like where i don't know it's the way that the episode draws comparisons between the two especially at the end when like they're leaving and mm. uh robin like essentially compares his tale to the doctor which i don't fully agree with the idea of being like you know a, ma a man who comes from wealth and you know looks back i, mean, I guess that kind of is accurate like i love the parallel that's the stuff yeah. yeah it's a great bit in this episode for me um yeah okay yeah scratch what i said about not liking it i've thought about it just then and <laughs> i was like okay no it actually, it actually does work but like especially with the way they draw comparisons between him and the doctor i definitely do feel like there is some element of competition there just maybe it isn't necessarily for clara i read it as such but like there's definitely some element of one-upping each other because of how almost similar they are in a way um yeah so i i at least i read it that way there is competition um, about i think a jealousy between each other and how they do see similarities in each other i think that is true but i do not think anything relates back to clara no same Okay. Okay, uh, that's fair. Yeah, but to side-pilot this on, the actress who plays Marion, I couldn't find her name, but I don't think she was particularly good, even in the limited role she oh. had. The ending was nice, though, like where she's revealed oh, as... Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know who you are, but you weren't good enough, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, screw you. Uh, the ending was nice, and it irks me that in the first of the night did a similar end, but far worse, because this actually makes sense, and then in the first of the night, this... The sister just comes back out and when i think you've done this once in the series already just stop two things just to interject your point here number one the actress is called sabrina bartlett so apologize to her sorry Sabrina. um and se second um in the forest of the night is absolutely dreadful we do not talk about that episode you guys I reviewed mean, it, didn't you? If you if you want to get well, a good opinion on that episode below. <laughs> <laughs> below for that review <laughs> can't remember exactly what we said about it but it was not a strong episode, but it's gets. But I think like the difference between okay. saying like the the similar endings there is that the Doctor had met Marion and was like, oh, here's Marion, mm -hmm. let's give her to Robin. That sounds a bit, you know, patriotic. <laughs> <laughs> you and, woman, come with me. I have man for you. <laughs> whereas the difference between the sister in in the Forest of the Night is it basically looks like she was just hiding in a bush the entire yes. time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I believe, and I, I remember, I'm pretty sure I said something like that. I do not think the doctor found the girl. I just think she was hiding there because yeah, the doctor she, there's she never anywhere near her. 
I'm like, pretty sure she she went missing, but was actually just in a hedge the entire time. Mm -hmm. It was just like, I'm lost. I don't know where I am. And then the hedge, <laughs> got, and then the hedge got cleared, and she was like, Oh, I'm literally at the end of the road. <laughs> it's so stupid. Why is that a thing? Oh dear God, Andy, don't have a, one of these breakdowns where you just laugh for half the episode like you did in the visitation review. For God's sake, stop. Come. Phil, in my defense, the Pterodactyls built their bakery, their bakery, built their base in a Stanifus. Don't judge me, it's very funny. Um, but anyway, I, I like I like the reunion scene between Marion and Robin. I think it's fine. I actually, it's cheesy, but it works. For the... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. On the rewatch yesterday, I completely forgot that the, uh, the lady in the sort of the castle actually ended up being Marion. I forgot that yes, that was a thing. I was one of my notes. I was like, who is, the, who is this person? I thought it was just... I didn't even think that... Because she was so insignificant. It was like... Did you guys even watch the episode? I mean... No, 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 no. no. no like, I it's did. missing. I've just seen it. At, at, at the end, it says, Marion... Yes, this is Marion. But at the start, it makes no references to a relationship or... That's um, the surprise. That's the point. Yes, that's the surprise. No, I, I, like, I like that they keep it a surprise and then at the end you realise. I'm not complaining at that. It's more a case of I just completely forgot that she was who ended up being Marion. I knew Marion turned up, I just forgot. Just Andy. because it got brought up, I just wanted to say that one of my notes is literally just that I think Clara looks absolutely stunning in this episode. I love that outfit. But, oh, it's a like, great it's outfit. Yeah. She looks gorgeous. In the previous episode, at the end of it, uh, you asked Andy, you asked Michael um, what his thoughts were on this episode, and I can't agree with Michael at all uh, when it comes to Ben Miller. Um, I actually think he was solid. He wasn't over the top, nor was he lacking in his performance. Maybe that's just me. Uh, sure, the story behind his aspirations is flawed, but as a performance, it's not bad at all. What do you guys think of Ben Miller? No, I like Ben Miller. You can't go wrong with Ben Miller. I think... <laughs> My dad came into the room when I was watching and he said, oh, he's quite quite a good sheriff, isn't he? And I thought, he's, he's good, but I, I, don't, I never really felt intimidated by him. I think he's no, a good actor, no. but I never no, really I felt... It's the same thing I wrote, actually. One of my notes says, likewise, Ben Miller, good choice for sheriff. And what I meant was, he's again doing the caricature, moustache-twirling villain, isn't he? Yeah. Very much. And I do, In, I mean, I do as look, a I, <laughs> antagonist to this version of Robin Hood, I think he's the right choice. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm. But meaning. as a bad if guy, I'm taking, if, if, I'm as taking guy as, if I'm taking him as a sheriff, I'm like, okay, mm, mm -hmm. maybe not. But as the sheriff to this Robin Hood, where they're both, when one yes. is very knee slapping, ha ha, then the other one is, I'm going to conquer Derby. It's very like. But. <laughs> we, we've said that Robin has that extra layer where he's putting on this facade. We've said that. Whereas this sheriff doesn't really seem to have any extra layer. He is just... No, I like the bit when he's at the farm thing and he just stabs the guy. Mm. I, I find that quite menacing. Yeah. And then obviously the ending, the original ending of this was had him beheaded. Yeah, have you guys seen that? I wasn't, I wasn't that been way making better. this note. I wasn't well, the, making this up. This is an actual thing, isn't it? Because I've yeah, heard he, about this. And the, then, origi the original uh, ending was Ben Miller gets beheaded, but they cut it because it was literally, the episode was supposed to air about a week after the ISIS beheading. Yeah. And the BBC, and the BBC I, went, we probably shouldn't do yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, because isn't the original title Robot of Sherwood because the reveal was going to be that he was the robot or something? 
Well, it's called Robot of Sherwood because it's a spin on Robin of Sherwood. That's the. It's actually a spin on Robert of Sherwood. None of you are getting this, and I'm. <laughs> like even when they when they do the uh, when he does the scene where I mentioned where he stabs the person and then pulls the sword away. That was they said. No that blood. Was a re- yeah, that, there is they, no that, blood there. They said they said that's that's a reference to Robin of Sherwood because Robin of Sherwood aired at some like tea times and it'd always be like big fights and everybody getting stabbed, but there's never a drop of blood because. Oh, okay. Was, okay. So, it was okay, so my mind wasn't tricking me. That sword was actually clean. Yeah, because I made a note of that. It's supposed to be. That makes sense now. Yeah, but it annoyed me. For real, it annoyed me. But if you're like me, if you're like me, and you believe that Robin Isherwood is the definitive version of Robin Hood, when you see a clean sword, you're like, yes, there's always clean swords in the 1100s. Now that I know that that was a deliberate thing, I actually kind of like that a bit more because, kind of like George was saying there, for the sake of realism, that bugged me. But now knowing that it was an intentional thing because it was a reference, I'm like, okay, I can get behind that. It's a nice Easter egg. Yeah. But still, I don't like yeah. it. Uh, if I can go, oh, is this scene after or in front? The archery scene. Doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it really doesn't matter. The archery scene. Uh, it's such it's a after the one we just spoke about. I love the fact that do- the doctor just turns, says this is getting ridiculous, and then does the most ridiculous thing of all. He just blows the whole thing up with his screwdriver. That is one of my favourite moments from Capaldi. Just the sonic screwdriver blows up the uh, target. So yeah, of, like there's something about it. When I first saw that, because I, when I first watched this a while ago, when I did my um, rerun of Capaldi's era, I sent Aiden a video of me just showing him the scene. And when he blew it up, I just screamed because I love it so much. It's such a ludicrous moment, but it fits within this episode. This episode is very ah, but I think every it means everything can kind of work. Yeah, I, I I think no matter what your thoughts are on the episodes of this run, I honestly don't think there's ever a moment where. Capaldi, I don't love Capaldi as the Doctor at all. He's just an incredibly strong actor. He is an incredibly strong actor, but there is one moment where his characterization is the worst of most Doctors. I I can see where this is going. I'm kind of curious which moment this is. I'm I'm just wondering. Uh, one. What's the egg one? Oh, kill the moon. Oh, kill the moon. moon. Oh, okay. That's got a long. Is it the moment where he's off? Well, he sh- I, for the fundamentally the for the Doctor's though. character, he should not leave. Up until that moment, I can work with the characterization, but as soon as he decides, fuck you guys, I'm off. I'm like, this isn't the Doctor. Because in the next episode, he's like, oh, I love humans, I'm one of you. And it's like, oh, what? See, I, can't, I, I kind of agree, but at the same time, if it wasn't for that, then it wouldn't have given me one of my favorite moments that Clara gets as a companion, which is her just ripping the shit out of him which i kind of love i i hate that bit because because it is it's unnecessary and it shows the clara it's so up clara i do not like that scene it's so clara i'm right the doctor's wrong and it's like this isn't needed because the doctor shouldn't have done that in the first place this has only been this This shouldn't be an episode it, the whole episode is terrible. I hate its metaphor. I hate the the way it delivers the metaphor. I just I do not like it. And if you want to know my opinion on it, and you have a review, yeah, yeah, review of it yeah, review, again in the description. And I swear like forty three times in the episode. <laughs> yeah, it was it was our episode with the most because we censor our swears because yeah. we're polite. So mm. um, <laughs> it was I think it was something like twenty six bleeps. That's yeah. that's our most amount in an episode. 
But I think that's one of our strongest episodes. So if you do I like us, seriously, go give it a listen. Oh, on the topic of... Um, edited, don't I? On the topic of Ben Miller, I love him in the role. Like, I completely agree that as a standalone villain, like, he's not really memorable. But I think as, kind of like how Aidan and George put it, as a foil for this particular Robin, and also just for the tone that the episode is going for, I really enjoy him. Uh, yeah. That and I just I like Ben Miller in pretty much everything I've seen him in. So, so like I, I I can't dislike him because I enjoy him as an actor, and he does give me probably one of my favourite comedic moments, definitely of the episode, if not one of my favourite comedic moments of the whole show. And it's mainly just because it became a meme between me and one of my friends. But it's just that scene when he's with Clara, and you know the bit it's going to be the part where he says uh, I can't remember the lead up to it, but he says uh, that's not enough. First we take. Derby. Yeah. And then Lincoln. And after that, workshop? <laughs> it's just it's the it's the just the over acting of it kind of that yeah. I just love. Yeah. I like it. that but I also like the fact that for that time in history, that's really ambitious. Yeah. yeah, when you think about it. Derby. And I so it, it, I I do like that scene. I also the bit where he goes to stab the um fruit is it a grape i think it's a grape i can't remember exactly but he he almost misses like it is so close to not being on that dagger it is it's it wasn't no it wasn't a pear it was this purpley beetrooty color thing i can't be that kind of color right it's, it's something around that we should have done a star wars episode two and just have a cgi one appear on the fork yeah yeah i'm with oh, you so my brain I'm tricked like, it fairly, back i don't know why niche. i did that but... <laughs> I, i'm not saying they should because that scene is shit but it'd be quite funny <laughs> I love the prequels. I, 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 love, I can, def- I I can defend them. any scene We're in the prequels. not talking about Star Wars. End it. Uh, yes. After he's knocked out, Capaldi's face when he's trying to break through from the chains is unironically hilarious. Yeah. Uh, yes, there's some scenes that get all the praise, like the big scene, like the three-minute dungeon scene, which is fantastic, by the way. I, I love that scene. Comedy. It's like Margaes was trying to outdo himself with every line. It was like, this is funny, but I'm going to try and make it even funnier with the next line, with how it's responded. And I just think, yes, that is comedy, but as in that is how comedy works. But he did it so well, and he- it definitely lifted up an episode that is otherwise not a strong sci-fi Doctor Who episode, if that makes sense. It's the strongest scene of the episode, yeah, I'd say. But that really shows you how kind of the rest of the episode is, you know. Like, it shows, if that is the strongest kind of scene, the mm. rest of the episode is a bit lacking. I'd, I'd, do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, I'd, I agree. I like, the, I like the episode, I want to get that clear. But it's not a strong episode, and I'd say it is subpar for most of the Capaldi's episodes. Yeah, I would. I would completely agree with that sentiment. It's enjoyable. Yeah. I would happily watch it again, mm-hmm. but I think that's just because it's enjoyable and for the comedy, as opposed to the actual. I'm watching it for the plot because what yeah. plot? If I turned, if I turn my brain yeah. off and just watched it, I I like this episode. I've I've watched it twice in as many weeks and like the first time I watched it without the review in mind and I was like yeah this is I like this this is good this is enjoyable but then when I put my hard hat on and my safety jacket I was like okay this isn't this isn't the best um but again it's just trying to find the balance of enjoyment and 
quote unquote this objectivity of course it's subjective but it's like I enjoy it but I don't think it's good and I, I think that's the same with several episodes no I, I, was, I, I was saying I can't this. remember if I said this to you yesterday Will but yeah. can it because we kind of briefly brought it up on Twitter I thought it'd be kind of interesting to share but when I was watching it one of my main notes that I took away is and I can't stress the first bit enough for a Gatis episode or Gatis however you want to say his name for a Gatis episode it's fine. Yeah, um, I, I like Gatiss's episodes. <laughs> like, I am a Give me some examples of, of his other ones. I've got the we whole list here. I, I put out a tweet oh. yesterday and um, some people ranked it. It's, and in no particular order, this is just a ranking of someone's uh, preference. The Unquiet Dead, Empress of Mars, The Idiot's Lantern, Cold War, brilliant episode by the way, uh, Night Terrors, Robot of Sherwood, The Crimson Horror, Victor of the Daleks, Sleep No More, and if you've seen it, An Adventure in Time and Space. The 23rd special. I mean, I feel like I, I, I feel like if you're counting that, then that would always be at the top of the list because an adventure in space and time is kind of brilliant. Yeah, um, yeah. I think the 23rd specials for the show um, aren't well. They are, of course, talked about, but I don't think they're appreciated enough. Like, yes, yeah, Day of the Doctor gets everything, but you also have the Five Doctors reboot. You have an adventure in. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to mess up the words again. Uh, time and space, space and time. Adventure space and time. Space and time. Yes, and also uh, Night of the Doctor. Three really, really strong pieces. And that weird Brian Cox documentary thing that he did. That uh, what? Because they were like Matt, three, I think. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, I forgot about that. Because they were like Matt Smith will be in it. So I was like, yeah. So I watched it, but it's literally it. just. But it was just Brian Cox giving yeah. us a lecture about <laughs> space and time, and I was like, "This is kind of boring." And got the end, then got boring, to the end. Matt Smith shows up, and it's like, "Oh, there's Matt Smith." And I've oh. never, I've, I've never rewatched it to be fair. Um, so I, I replied to your tweet with my ranking of the nine Gatiss Doctor episodes, not including Adventure in Space and Time, and I put Robot of Sherwood at sixth out of nine, which like is on the lower end, but it's fine. Yeah, like it's it's above Sleep No More, which I don't necessarily like but i respect what it was trying to go did, for did you guys it, review sleep no ball by the way oh. yeah that was our episode three okay and, was and, victory, and victory of the daleks was our episode two and crimson horror was like our episode 16 or something yeah you've, we've done, done, a lot of gators, we've yeah. done a lot of gators <laughs> yeah <laughs> because i'm a defender i love gators <laughs> like league, I... of Gen- league of gentlemen is one of my favorite things ever league of gentlemen is great i really like it's non doctor who's like better i'd say me, the amount of times that me and my boyfriend quote... Well, so is Chibnall's, but... <laughs> the, the amount of times me and my boyfriend quote that this is a local shop for local people to each other is innumerable. Yeah. Uh, we do that all the time. But, yeah, when uh, defeating the villains, I don't think the director did a good enough job in the sense that Marion was ferociously shaking her gold plate to deflect bullets. That only went to her once. Meanwhile, right next to her, the doctor is just standing yeah, there you can't, knowing you he can't. doesn't have to put in any effort. Marion is essentially an extra in this in this episode, and you can't blame extras for being bad. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like pretty much every character except the the core four are just extras because like the merry men get nothing to do. The merry men connect. Oh, every, they I felt so bad for them. <laughs> oh, do you? And I quite like that. Um, Mark Gatiss got his husband to play Alan Adair, and I do quite like that. Like, oh, really? <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. That's kind of yeah. cool. He's like going, right, you you want to be a merry man? Yeah, be the most annoying one. Go on, be that. <laughs> so, <laughs> that, scene, that scene with the gold plates, everybody in the background, they've obviously just been told, right, you're going to fire lasers. Everybody is like doing this. So I think you can't. Except for really. They just forgot to tell Capaldi. 
if, if yeah. in this case, it's, if we do democracy, Capaldi is the one it's that's not acting one. properly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, isn't that what? the bit that's preceded by one of my other favourite comedy lines, which is the part where I, I think it's when the robot says they're going to unchain the doctor and he's like, you can't because I'm already free. I don't know why. I just, I really like that bit. I like that bit. But on, on the topic of the robot, I actually kind of love the design. Yeah, my final note was robot be, yeah. design nice. <laughs> <laughs> robot design nice. So, Fantastic. and I wrote that when they first appeared. So that shows you how many notes I wrote. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, when they were first introduced as being robots, like when Robin cut off the arm, I thought, and then it kind of turned out the camera. I thought that's a really good uh, like shot. And it was like they did nothing with them afterwards. Kind of, they were just there. Like when they were just uh, henchmen, though they weren't exactly. really. But yeah, I, I I just like the way that they managed to incorporate a sort of evil laser robot design into an an evil knight. I just think it was actually really well conceived. So yeah, just on, also, on an aesthetic also, level, I really like it. Another thing that this kind of episode, I was watching this episode thinking, I I really like you know like the classic story, pure historicals, when you've yeah. got mm. no you've got no sci-fi element whatsoever, yeah. and I think there are way too there's way too many episodes in New Who where they go right let's go to the past and let's just chuck a sci-fi element to it and it's not needed for example Rosa that space racist from the future mm. is just pointless get rid of him you've got a much better episode um, I mean so I, I still think, think Rosa's pretty great I will say mm, I despise it but anyway um, <laughs> <laughs> that's fair um, the point is that I was watching this thinking should, maybe this could this have worked better as a pure historical? <laughs> but then with the robots and all that kind of element, I kind of think it only really works in that sense for the Doctor to be like in his challenge of whether or not Robin Hood can be real. The robots add to that. Whereas if you take that away, it doesn't really flow as well. So I do like the uh, I like the robots being in it, but the way they're not, integrated. And but also yeah, but also not being like the focus. It's not let's take down these robots. Hmm. It's still it's still more. Hold on, what's going on here? Because Robin Hood can't be real. I agree with you. I think we've I've mentioned yeah. this before in one of our previous episodes. I, I, I feel like the historical episodes are often undermined by trying to throw in sci-fi for the sake of having sci-fi. I do agree with you there. I don't think this particular episode needed it. Um, I think the villains, yes, they look cool, but why were they actually there? Like Again, it's one of my criticisms. The sci-fi plot is was, not I there, just, so I why just, have the sci-fi villains? I just explained. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, I still I'm, disagree. I just I'm answered kind of, that question. I'm kind of on the side that I think that I like the fact that they're here just because I feel like if you take them out, what do we really have left? Exactly. Like if, if you like if you get rid of that sci-fi element as a pure historical, it wouldn't really work because the only way you could do that is then just kind of sheriff captures the doctor. Let's get out of this. Let's try and it's kind of just this is just standard. You've just got a Robin Hood plot. And that's throw pretty the doctor much in the, the, yeah, exactly. the arc, but that's exactly. one of the most acclaimed historical episodes in classic Who. And well, it's also the point of it's also Marco Polo. Marco Polo is exactly the same. It's just we've landed here. Oh no, he's taken the TARDIS. Let's try and get out. And it All goes right. on for about seventeen episodes. Since I say this, I'm going to ask you another question compared to one of my other criticisms that I do have, and I want to see if you can answer this one. Why does radiation affect people's mood? 
Is that I don't been think? to Chernobyl. I doubt they're very happy. Well, I, I, I mean, yes. <laughs> no, but it's, it's vice versa here. Radiation is being admitted to my home and my family have been destroyed. But always look on the bright side of life, guys. Like, yeah, but Capaldi yeah. <laughs> says that's all Chernobyl needed. That's all Chernobyl needed was just Monty Python marching through it, singing "Always Look on the Bright Side of Life." <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's oh, like well. Capaldi says this explains everything and says radiation is being emitted to the locals, which is giving them a false. Um, with that coupled with Robin Hood giving them a false sense of hope, it means it means they're conforming to the plan of the sheriff and the robots, which makes no sense to me. Well, I feel I don't like think I, I, I don't think I don't think he's... Their, passi- their, their passiveness. That was the Robin Hood was. To mm, Robin Hood was their no, passiveness. I'll, I'll find you the scene. I'll, I'll find you the scene after this. The, what's it called? The radiation was because of the scenery, the greenery, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. That was the radiation was to explain why everything it looks so perfect. Green. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then that would maybe affect their person, their um, yeah. moods, but I don't think that was his specific. But I will say I kind of like the fact that the script kind of goes out of its way just to explain why the forest is so nice. I just I like that little detail. I think it was. Quite it, nice. it does look beautiful, I, to be fair. It, the scenery. I do like. I do like the quote where Clara's like saying, "Well, what's wrong with the sun?" And the Doctor does say, "Well, have you ever have you ever been to Nottingham?" Have you been to Nottingham? Yeah. I've never actually been to Nottingham. Actually, I think I may have done when I was younger. Not any time I can remember. What the thing with Robin Hood that I love about Nottingham is that you get so many tourists go expecting Sherwood Forest to be near Nottingham Castle, and they it's are literally not. on the, op- the opposite ends of the city. Like they yeah. couldn't be further apart. <laughs> the amount of people uh, that go to Nottingham Castle and you can see look bemused because they're like, "Why is there a shopping centre there? Shouldn't that be a forest?" <laughs> Just on the note of that scene, though, I just made a, a little reference, and I only got this because the last episode I did was the Carnival of Monsters, but I noticed that the Doctor makes a reference to the miniscope, yeah. which I was like, now that I've seen the Carnival of Monsters, I was like, oh, I get that now, that's cool, I like that. Like, uh, it's not that, that's like reference, but it's just like we're okay, talking classic to George. <laughs> yeah, George is just sat like, well, how do I interject here? But yeah, um, <laughs> in terms of final notes, this is my final note. Um, it's about the very final scene. They're trying to stop a spaceship from blowing up by shooting an arrow at them, which first of all makes no sense. Oh, how does the arrow? Don't even get it. Yeah, it's just It's fun, but it doesn't hold up to scrutiny. That's why I'm trying to say the whole point of uh, my review is: yes, it's fun if you turn your brain off and just don't care. But when you're trying to review it, you have to uh, just think about the actual episode, and you got to think: okay, got, that doesn't so hold many up. Episodes. There's so many episodes like that, though, isn't there? That you just think, just, just yeah, like, ignore kill it. the moon. I'm sure like, you don't think about the egg cracking from the moon and thinking, oh yes, let's go with that. You probably hate the episode because of that. One of the one of the reasons. Yeah, because that's maybe. yeah, but that's different. Because this is, but that's not supposed. That's not a comedy. The moon's an egg, guys. This is just very much like just don't take it seriously. Kill the moon tries to have a political message and does and it fails. in a terrible yeah. way. This episode tries to be funny and caricature. And it does exactly that. The One of me, the thing me and Aiden often fall back to is if the episode does what it's set out to do, mm. it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. That's, that's actually you, a really good way to look at everything. Because like, like, I, yeah. I said to you yesterday, George, I said, I like this episode. Obviously, I've got a particular soft spot for it. Mm. But I, I really like this episode. But I said to you, it's hardly the Doctor Falls, is it? Like, it's not, <laughs> it's not like... It's, t- it's the kind of thing where I separate best and favourite. Like, yeah, this is. Not, I do that all the time. This, this is not an Oscar-worthy performance. Yet I like. 
for example, like I've always said, my 10 out of 10 rating things are very subjective. Like I would give like Schindler's List a 10 out of 10, but I'd also cool. give like, but I'd also give like Shrek a 10 out of 10. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> um, like, so no matter like, uh, perfection, yes. It's very subjective kind of thing. And this is very much that case of like, I probably like Robot of Shield as much as I like the Doctor Falls, but for very different reasons. Yeah, so, I, I'm, I'm kind of with you on that. I, I do the very same thing where I try to separate what is objectively the best to what is subjectively my favorite. So like, for example, an episode that I love and adore and is one of my most watched episodes ever is Time Heist. That's a good I, episode. I love Time Heist. I actually fall asleep to that one. Uh, oh, I love it. I think it's phenomenal. I, I give it a ridiculously high score. However, I'm aware that objectively, it's not on the same level as like Heaven Sent or World Enough in Time the Doctor Falls. I know it's not anywhere near close to that level of good. It's just for me personally, I love it so much that I kind of put it in the same area. World Enough and Time and the Doctor Falls, I think, is the only time that I have ever been actually scared of the Cybermen. And even then, I say scared, I don't mean like, you know, terrified. It's not like when I was watching Blink as a kid, because how old would I have been when that aired? I'd have been... Two. What, 21 when I think World Enough and Time aired? But like... Just for 21? I thought you meant when Blink aired. Oh, yeah, it was so like, how old are like, you? Holy crap, ah. this guy's about 30, 40. No, well, you know, I'm 25 next week. Shut yeah. up. Uh, but, um, <laughs> no, when Blink aired, I'd have been... years ago. I, I, I was 11 when Blink aired. But, like, so in World Enough in Time, I think it's the only time that I've found Simon scary, and it is because of the body horror and just how... Almost the fact that you don't see much makes it worse, which I think is kind of a, a common thing in horror now. Like, the less you see the monster, well, it's, the scarier it is. It, it's, it's how horror should work. If you show yeah. you the monster, it's less scary. If you allow... It, there's, there's a, I don't remember exactly who said it, but I remember this. There's a quote somewhere where it's like, um, the human brain will fill in the gaps and it will make it scarier. Mm. Mm. Now, now, I know you guys are going to jet band, you're going to say it. Why would she in a golden arrow fix uh, to the exterior, fix internal circuits? And second of all, after establishing that none of them could competently shoot an arrow, they decide to have a chat about it for a <laughs> solid 10 seconds. Meanwhile, the half of the country is still in jeopardy of being blown up. And I just thought, again, turn the brain off, fine. Right, there is, right, in The Witch's Familiar, when yep. the doctor says, How did I get the cup of tea? just accept it I'm the Doctor oh, what you yes. got to do is in this situation Turn just accept off. it it's yeah. Doctor Who I will say the one bit that annoys me about the shooting the arrow isn't the arrow isn't any of that it's the fact that their solution to the fact Robin Hood can't fire the arrow is have them all fire it together yeah, <laughs> that, wouldn't, a, right. that wouldn't mean you fire it better yeah, that would be much worse I was going to say as you've got, just like, throw the game off completely especially as you've got like Will Scarlet stood behind who is literally a former mercenary and is a bit like should you probably give him the bow? <laughs> <laughs> um, instead, instead I'll, just, run, I'll just... just sit on the floor open their legs and just fight like what? what? Yeah, yeah I know right it's so weird <laughs> yeah. it's such a weird bit uh, I'll just run through the last two notes that I didn't get through so yeah, I put oh this is one that got me near the end when the doctor's causing that like I think I think uh, the sheriff calls the peasants revolt or whatever sort of in the the sort of slave labor area of the castle what the fuck is that screen he opens up on the table uh, again I mean, the, the I, castle I is remember. the ship 
Like they they've said that the cast the ship disguised itself as, as the castle. It just it completely threw me off because I I don't know. I mean to be fair, yeah, that does make sense. But at the time when I was watching, it, I was like, what? <laughs> but no, that makes. Did you catch the Patrick Troughton um the screen cap? Any of you? I'm yes. sure. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. Some of you probably was. Yeah. George. Everyone did apart from George. That's what we've gathered. <laughs> I, I pointed it out to George. <laughs> Not that one there. That's Patrick Troughton. <laughs> um, I did put as well. Uh, the sword fight scene between the sheriff and Robin is okay. There's so uh, I'm coming at this from the perspective of there's a YouTuber I watch called Jill Bearup. She's great. She does a lot of videos on sword fighting and movies and TV. And having well, we're not shouting lot... her out, shout us out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and having watched her stuff, I now can't watch sword fighting scenes without analysing them because I'm like, it, I don't know, it just kind of happens now. And in this one, there's just a bit too much editing. Like, I understand that obviously I doubt that either Ben Miller or Tom Riley are trained swordsmen. They will have done a little bit, you know, to do the scene. Yeah. But the way that it is shot, there's just way too many cuts in the action, so it's kind of very jarring, at least in my opinion. I get that, so. but it's, it's necessary for the point you just said because they're yeah. trained. I, in most sword fights in like cheaper media, it is they're never going for the opponent because they can't do that. They just go for the other sword. And I, yeah. there was a moment in this where Robin Hood saw the opponent and went, "Right, you're completely open. I'm gonna go this way to hit your sword." And I was like, "Right, you're an idiot. <laughs> Stab him." <laughs> Um, since I didn't really share my thoughts on it, I did say it. So the arrow shot is stupid, and I both hate and love it. I hate it because logically it makes no sense. Why, why does shooting that tiny gold arrow suddenly give the ship enough gold content for the Again, engine? Again, we just had that content. But, but I also had in my note that I, I basically what you guys said, where like it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. It's like it's serviceable for what the plot requires, and yeah. it doesn't make me like the episode any less. Again, it just revolves around the plot. The plot needs uh, it, as opposed to it actually being great sci-fi, because it's not great uh, sci-fi. It is enjoyable comfort viewing. Yeah, and I also put... But I do appreciate that <laughs> the solution, if you want to call it that, was something that was established pre like previously in the episode. I always like it when episodes do that, because if they just like pull something out of their ass, it bugs me. But in this instance, yeah. like we know the Golden Hour already existed, so I'm kind of glad that if they were going to do something with it or if, if something was going to end up being the solution I'm kind of glad that they at least used it because we already knew it existed um, and yes. then the last bit I thought is I really like the line from Robin near the end I think he says it's the doctor where he says history is a burden but stories can let us fly I just really liked that line I thought it was really sweet it's a nice scene to end 100% do you guys have conclusions uh, written down or is it just a score for you guys today taking all this evidence into account <laughs> I don't know I haven't um, <laughs> No, generally, I, if I had to be objective, what would I give it? Five out of ten, maybe. If I was being subjective, I, it gives like a, a seven out of ten for me, because obviously, mm. I love Robin Hood. So when Doctor Who meets Robin Hood, I'm of course just going to be like, yes, give, give me all of that. <laughs> so I have a very soft spot for this episode. I find it very funny. I, I this, this is like the kind of episode that if I'm thinking oh I just fancy putting Doctor Who on in the background this is the kind of episode I choose like this or the caretaker mm. usually my two that I just put on in the background um, so it's, it's, it's an episode that I can watch very easily you don't have to think about it I like the plot I like Ben Miller I like Robin Hood I like Mark Gates' husband as Alan Dale. so it gets a 7 out of 10 for me okay yeah, I, I took it on the average 
agree mostly with Aiden. It's it's a fine episode. It's not amazing. It's not terrible. It's just fine. And I, when I watched it again, was I a bit bored? Yes. But when I first watched <laughs> it, I, I I enjoyed it. But yeah, but you had only seen it like three weeks ago. Yeah. So you would be yeah. like, oh, this again. I mean, if I was rewatching um, Heaven Sent, I'd be on it, you know. So that's. But yeah. What, what do I give yeah. it out of ten? Uh, it's yeah five ish. I've, realistically, because it's not out of four. If I'm gonna be proper critical, a four for me. Okay, uh, so I'll put four down for you, uh, Andy. Do you want to go next? Oh, do you want me to go next? Because I do not have a conclusion at all. I mean, oh, I didn't really I like that one either. So we had to write an essay, but <laughs> I I do have a conclusion, but again, it's just what we've been over or what you've just said. Yeah, I wrote an essay. I did. <laughs> uh, Same. Yeah, a story you have to turn your brain off for forty-five minutes to enjoy, which, by the way, I did sort of. Um, oftentimes, there are weird writing or production decisions that hinder the episode dreadfully. But... In, our, in our podcast, we never hold things like that to because we kind of just go off the plot, like production. Yeah. But then I again, generally. I did criticize the plot quite a bit earlier um yeah plot, but we put you down so <laughs> uh, the sci-fi the sci-fi plot um is indisputable even you said it's doctor who like okay yes fair enough you can forgive it kind of but it doesn't mean it's great sci-fi my, that's my point um but no yeah. but it's great doctor who it's not great doctor who is it's it? no but i mean i mean, it's, no. I, mean <laughs> I mean it's it's fun doctor who but it's like if you go fun sci-fi then the majority of Doctor Who is not fun, it's not good sci-fi, it's kind of just mm. cheap and cheesy, isn't yeah. it? Uh, fair enough, I do agree with Georgia's score here, I also gave it a 4 out of 10, I am sorry, Aiden. Um, Andrew. Fuck you, Aiden. <laughs> I will shoot, uh, I will I mean, shoot you. <laughs> the only note I really made for my conclusion was that it was it was better than The Visitation. <laughs> Yes, because that, yeah. that that was interesting. I don't, I don't think it's particularly much better though. I think I gave visitation what five point five, and I'm giving this a six. Fair it's enough. It's like it's in, it, it's I, it's enjoyable. It's I can easily stick it on, enjoy watching it, and just have a nice time with it. Yeah. As objectively as is this a good Doctor episode? Eh, but like uh, from like a perspective of like you know comparing it to the greats but no it's fine it's enjoyable i can happily watch it yep uh and even though the plot is ridiculous and nonsensical the comedy is really actually pretty great and basically saves it so yeah fair enough uh so that does bring the average to a 5.25 out of 10 yeah. that's fair enough <laughs> it, it's, it's fair enough at the end of the day um not not good not particularly bad either um, but yeah, that kind of wraps up the episode. Thank you guys for coming on, uh, returning the favour, so to speak, as I was on yours. Yep. Um, if, we, yeah. if we don't gain any followers from this, we will be suing. Yeah, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah they'll be in the description below. Um, before we, uh, you guys can leave, if you would like to, we do have to spin the wheel for the next episode. So if you want to, you can uh, stick, we'll, around. We'll stick, we'll yeah. stick around. We'll stick around. Yeah, what the hell? Stick around. Get yeah. out of it. Off. Yeah, no, um, I'm going to spin the wheel, of course, in the next episode. Episode one is Michael, Dan Peters, and Matt Whelan. Uh, so let's see what episode they'll be reviewing. The wheel is spinning. Uh... Oh dear God, I feel so bad for the guests. The Battle of Ranskull Af Kolos. Oh God! Oh, no. Oh God! Now I'm glad I'm not in that episode. <sighs> oh thank God we're not on that. One. <laughs> oh God, the worst finale. Yeah. Oh, Christ. You just clocked it. I, yeah. 
I just googled it, <laughs> and I can tell immediately that it's going to be quite I, fun. I, I, yeah, I it's, 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 it's Jodie Whittaker. So you, you thankfully haven't seen it, George. But, but I've seen the majority of Jodie Whittaker because uh, of the, you decided to pick for our podcast a lot of Jodie Whittaker ones. So there's only two context, in the next. There's only two in the next series. Okay. <laughs> to, get, uh, to get context, I'm going to have to eventually have watched all of it. But yeah, guys, again, thank you for coming on, and thank you guys for listening. Well, thank you for having us. Yeah, no worries. Thanks, thank you for coming on, guys. Um, yeah. yeah. If and anyone who listening, if there are some listeners, you guys might not have any listeners. Well, we have three. So, but no, if you like. Well, we're me, now going to kidnap both of those listeners <laughs> to come over and listen to us. If, yeah, go if you did like me and Aiden, come and give us a listen. And if you liked, if you liked us here, you'll like us there. If you hated us here, you'll probably hate us more. <laughs> So still come and listen so you can judge that. Just give us the views, really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, thank you guys. Adios. Goodbye. 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 Why? To say for the end of the recording of the episode when I edit it together, say it's coming home. Is this a football thing? Yes. Can't you do it? No, I need you to do it, please. No, you don't. It's coming home, isn't it, Andrew? I, I fucking hate football.